0: something you said earlier is going to be an hour long conversation so let's get into it you mentioned that you were and I I presume still are a sensitive being and I would very much identify as the same emotions emotions are felt very strongly uh, by myself, and we've talked about this a lot. If I had to put into words how I feel and what leads me to addictions, which I have many of them, and we'll we'll get into that. Um, I like Gaber Mate's definition of addiction it's something along the lines of leaning on something external for short term release of stress while knowing in the long term it has detrimental effects on your being or your health. So that could be shopping, that could be going on the internet, that could be playing video games, it could be porn, it could be heroin. It's the whole range. But what I, and again, to be clear, this is just the story that I'm telling myself and telling you all, (laughs) it feels like I'm very sensitive to energy and I have all this energy running through me and I don't know how to be with it. I was going to say I don't know how to manage it. I don't know how to deal with it. But those just, they're not the right words. Uh, The truth is, to this point, I haven't been able to be with my emotions. At least that's what it feels like. And it seems like they'll show up and if it's not in flow and in alignment and feel good rather than being with these emotions. I turn away from them. Yeah. Do you? Sorry, quickly. Um,
1: do, do you feel that you sometimes consciously try to cut yourself off from emotions?
0: That's a good question. Um. Wow. I I don't really know because it almost feels like a subconscious pattern that's happening where the emotion shows up and before I even really sit and consciously think about how to respond, I'm reacting. And the reaction is this immediate run to roll up a joint, make another coffee, uh, maybe call a friend. It could be all these things, but it is, it's in hindsight, and I do a lot of thinking and analysis in hindsight. (laughs) And in hindsight, it seems that it's numbing. Yes. So I used to smoke weed to get high mm-hmm. and I realized the last who knows how long I haven't even been really getting high. I've I've been smoking weed to numb the feeling. So mm-hmm. it's not like it shows up and then I have a dialogue in my head and I say, I don't like this. What can I do to run away from it? It's almost like an autopilot response. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I feel, or it like feel it. Do you feel the
0: same? Yeah,
1: this this was one of the things that kind of came up um, in, in my last ceremony, um, where I realized that I'm telling myself this story that, I smoke weed for example because it makes me more creative and i flow through life and all this kind of stuff but honestly it's when emotions come up and i can i they overwhelm me they overpower me completely and my mind is freaking scared as shit and it starts like um either trying to understand the feelings and to analyze them which is also a way to to distract yourself from the emotion because you're not not being with the emotion you're like oh yeah i'm sad and i'm sad because and blah 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 blah. and now you're back in your head and pretty much all my behavioral patterns towards addiction consumption Uh, to avoid the inner conflict is not the word because there wouldn't be a conflict but um, yeah to to avoid the feeling because of the because of the fear of the unknown of what is what what will this do to me what will like will my will my heart break into pieces if i do have to feel all this pain all this suffering all this energy this external energy and instead of of sitting with it my mind kind of just builds this tower around my heart mm-hmm. which is made purely for protection but leads me to the point where i where the eye i <laughs> the ego says i want to feel but i want to f- i only want to feel what i'm what i'm allowed to let in like wh- or what what i let in like only the good things the bad things can stay away because they overwhelm me and i don't want to sit with them
0: and yeah 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 i feel that to my core and in hearing you say it, it is such a a beautiful reflection and helps me understand my experience a little more clearly and that it seems that the more we push away the unwanted feelings it's not like a momentary it's not just happening in that moment I think over time this is building up and we're sort of learning behavior to avoid that feeling before it even really fully comes into our system. And it is complicated because I imagine it's coming from this space of protection, like you said. But ultimately, the lack of surrender is leading to our suffering which perpetuates the cycle <laughs> yeah <That's laughs> uh, those, those loops. loops and we chatted about this before the call i think again i'll speak for myself but i, I believe you relate to this i've had moments of blissful peace And sometimes it's been during a breathwork session, other times it's been on a mushrooms trip, other times it's just been on a walk in the park, completely sober, fully immersed in the moment, not a care, not a thought, just pure gratitude for being and for existing. And since I've tasted that sweet, sweet nectar of beingness, it's almost like this end point that I'm always trying to get to. And maybe even like, how do I hold on to this? I think you mentioned that earlier. And as a result, when I go through a phase of depression, if you wanna call it that, and lethargic energy, there's a part of me that's frustrated and wants to bypass that experience and get back to that full on flow that I felt before. And something that's helped me lately, uh, my friend Carla sort of helped me understand this a few days ago on a call. I was explaining to her that I've become aware of the tenseness in my body which is definitely related to the nervous system and how relaxed and calm you are. And on the highest level of tense, I'm biting my nails. And then on the next level, I'm clipping my nails. And then on the next level, I'm touching uh, my fingers.
1: You know what? I've just I've been, been, been doing, doing Yeah,
0: and that's, that's welcome. Uh. And then that's like the highest level. So I can notice that but recently, I was laying around watching a podcast about UFC on YouTube. Shout out to Chail Sonnen. And uh, I was just laying there, seemingly relaxed. But I looked over, and my fist was clenched. And I started to play with it. And I said, oh, my good lord, Doris. I'm stressed right now and i don't even know it uh this is just like my baseline i think this is normal and in that moment i want to get to shavasana level of relaxed or i think like if i was sleeping how would my hand be right now and then i want to get to that and what carla really helped me to recognize was hey in those moments of awareness, where you have a clenched fist. There's an invitation there to be with that and just loosen up a little bit. And if every time you notice that you're a little tight and instead of trying to get to perfect I'm calm mode, you meet yourself where you're at and you slowly just calm down in that moment, this is the path in the long term. And that was... It's very simple. But I needed to hear that. That's
1: fucking deep wisdom. And deep wisdom is always simple.
0: Thank you, man. If you... If your friend came over and his dog just died and he's a mess, would you immediately try to get to that highest vibration level that you guys experienced at a party before and say, hey, let's smoke this joint and play this music. Come on, fun, fun, fun. No, you would fucking consciously, with love, gracefully meet him or her where they're at and take it one little baby step at a time and get to a place of acceptance before trying to get to this perfect flow. So that was something that I wanted to share because it's been helpful for me since Carla shared that with me. And again, it's reminding ourselves that we are nature, we are this earth and trees don't grow overnight. So the natural course of things is slow and steady. One of my favorite quotes, it's slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So, yeah, I mean, we now we're bouncing all over the place, but I wanted to bring it back on point. It's like emotion shows up. I don't even know if emotion has a flavor. I I can't say, maybe this has been scientifically proven, but I'm starting to think that maybe emotion is just pure energy and how the mind perceives it is what turns it into destructive or creative. For example, we had a Zoom call a week ago and at the end you guided us through probably a four-minute breathing coming into our body experience and I felt so much energy in my body it was amazing and also astonishing because we were having a vulnerable zoom call with a group but holy hell the amount of energy running through me and I wouldn't have been conscious of that energy if you hadn't guided us to coming into our body. And after that, I realized, wow, all this energy is running through me. And if I leave this Zoom call and I open up my WhatsApp inbox on my phone and there's a message that has conflict and creates stress, there's a good chance that all of that energy in me now is going to go into biting my nails and I'm I'm not even in touch with it. And then the way that my mind perceives reality in that moment, the energy is gonna be shifted in that way. So oftentimes for me, I feel a moment of, let's just say, discomfort with emotion. The word I wanna say is anxiety, but everybody has their own idea of what that means but there's a a sense of anxiety that shows up and then I have these patterns of coping mechanisms built in. And last week I took a tiny bit of LSD and I gave myself a freedom day because I've been in my shadows, I've been reading about addiction and inner childhood and blah, 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 fix me. And I said, Jesus, brother, you just need to let loose one of these, one of these days, right? Yes. So I said, I'm yes. going to take a quarter of a quarter. And I haven't been using much drugs lately. So it fucking hit me really nicely. And I said, I'm just going to allow myself to do whatever I would do. But I'm going to take some notes. And I took a lot of notes that day. It was a little self-experiment and what i found was that anxiety shows up could be very very subtle and then it's such a deep pattern that without even the conscious thought i'm on my way to the coping mechanism the coping mechanism so on this day it was anxiety shows up okay i'm going to go roll a spliff so then i roll a spliff and we'll probably we could talk about that whole thing on another podcast about loving the routine (laughs) of it more than actually getting high. But in any event I roll the spliff and I smoke it and the first hit kind of brings me back to my center. But within two minutes half the joint is done and now I'm more sensitive. (laughs) And now there's more anxiety. So my coping mechanism is now leading me to need another coping mechanism so on this acid trip I'm like okay I my higher self knows that the healthy coping mechanism would be some deep conscious breaths right now but this is do whatever you want day this is research day so what do you really want to do And I open up Uber Eats and I order food and the food comes. And then I got this grilled cheese sandwich. Ooh, man, it was good, to be honest. And the Mm. dessert of the day, which was this like fried ice cream thing. Like the ice cream was cold on the inside, but slightly melting, wrapped in this like kind of donut figure thing with chocolate chips and a thing of chocolate syrup. So I made love to that dessert and... This is meditation, brother. Yes and no. I was wondering if I should dive into this or not, but (laughs) I wasn't fully mindful with it. I wasn't sitting there and really appreciating the various textures and... The crunchiness of the fried donut with the softness of the ice cream. I was sort of devouring it in a way to numb this anxiety. And then what happened is once that was done, I'm not at peace. Now I got a ton of sugar running through my system. So what's the next thing? And it's to make a tea or a coffee or to watch a podcast. And I realized, I knew this, but I realized it with deeper clarity on this day that holy shit, so much of my human experience is running away from myself and running away from these internal feelings that show up and leaning on coping mechanisms that don't truly bring me to a centered space. And they're temporary. So this comes up to the Siempre Uno Mas. Always one more. Anxiety comes up, I smoke the joint. Halfway through the joint, I'm ordering Uber Eats. Uber Eats comes, cool, I'm at peace for the 13 minutes that it lasts. Once it's over, it's what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And so much of my life and my behaviors have been a result from, let's change it from anxiety and emotion to fire. And I feel like I'm running away from this fire inside of me, of the very same fire that I'm using to put smiles on people's faces when I go bizarre on the dance floor or make a funny dance video like I'm so sensitive to that fire and many people see the bright side of that when I'm tuned in in alignment with it but what they don't see is the shadow and that's at home in the majority of my life where I'm turning away from it I'm not I'm not fully embodying it I'm turning turning away from it and the tools that I'm using to find peace are addictions that stack on top of each other what say you to this
1: i have very similar um, experiences very often and for me it happens that yeah i kind of i it's this it's pretty much the same and i believe um, this this showed up to me um, after ceremony as well somebody told me like oh makes you 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 should be a shaman and I'm like I'm not a fucking shaman. I'm a seeker like I'm I'm seeking and this is what what I've been doing my whole life. I've been seeking I've been running around the world literally. I've been trying to find home, in pretty much every country on, the, on this planet um, before I started looking into myself to find home and it's, it's the same like we, the mind is so strong that it goes into this mode of Quick pleasure instead of coming into a place of timeless bliss. You know, you smoke a joint and you're like, oh, you know what would be great? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, now I'm, I'm a little bit high, I'm gonna uh, watch some porn with it. Ooh, what would be better would be if I had some junk food while I'm watching porn and smoking a joint. Oh, if I would be in a bathtub, that would be great. And you know, like, like you just said always just one more one more one more um but then what came to to me the other day and this happened just a few days ago i realized that my addictions they can be a vehicle for liberation and they are they are the most precious teacher that i have with me I have them embodied into me and whenever whenever the I believes it understood something, there's just gonna be another addiction waiting for me to just fall into it and get attached to it so I can learn to accept that it is part of who I am, like it's, it's part of the self that of my incarnation and this is this is another thing like why why are we human beings like why am i not a spiritual being just floating through the ether it's because so i can smoke a joint and experience being high it's so i can eat a donut and i can feel the sugary taste and the rush going through my body it's so i can jerk off and realize what what it feels like to to come into a fucking napkin and feel miserable after that like this is the reason why we are on this planet in this incarnation is to be human not to be like we we all want to go home yeah but be be assured you will get home you will but right now you're here and you're supposed to struggle with your life and to question your beliefs and do all this kind of stuff and when we get into like in when we we get into our hearts there is a deep knowledge that everything that is coming up for us at every any given moment brings us closer to to home brings brings us closer to not only to home but to the realization that home is wherever we are you don't need to go anywhere you don't need to stop smoking weed the only thing that takes you away from being home Is you wanting to stop smoking weed and not accepting that you, that this is what you are doing right now. And I feel this is something that, especially people that are drawn to addictions, is that especially this spiritual society they are all about oh we gotta let go letting go letting go letting go you you know you get I'm, I'm so freaking attached to letting go you cannot imagine well you can yeah but before we let go like you can only let go what you own you cannot let go of something that doesn't belong to you and your addiction if you don't own it and you say this is part of me and what you just said at the beginning of the podcast was i am grateful for every experience in my life that i've gone through because it made me who i am and i love myself now question do you love your addiction Mm -hmm. no if you don't if you don't well you better get to loving it because then you can let it go before that if we don't love it
0: well how can we let go of it hmm. max brother one man seeker is another man shaman let's just be clear about that but uh so much you touched on there that i want to respond to i'm trying to find the right path in my mind give me a moment here well let's start with this you you mentioned that the addiction is is in a way a gift and a path to finding your way home and i wanted to bring up something that i heard in a podcast that was very beneficial to me and is a good framework for anyone listening out there, and it's the space of opportunity. And this is sort of the space in between when you first feel that little anxiety and you roll the joint. So there's a space in between there. And if you can be aware, and again, bringing it to consciousness, not just being a subconscious pattern and reaction... But if you can be aware that the energy came up, and before you roll that joint, we're not even saying don't roll the joint, but that space there is a space of opportunity. And to just sit and to be with that and sort of become an observer in a bit of meditation, if you will. And just last week... I also want to say to anyone out there, we do Zoom calls within the Army of Love community, and they've been incredibly touching, heart-opening, connecting. If anyone's ever interested, just please send me a message. We would love to have you with us. And we had a very vulnerable call last week. At the end of the call, I sort of confessed to the group little did I know at the time it was a cry for help but I confessed to the group that I really want to go to the store and buy a cigarette as soon as this call ends and I've sort of made up my mind that I'm going to do it although there's a part of me that feels that it's not the best action to take in my course of life right now And in that moment, Max, you invited me very gently and just said, hey, can I propose something? I said, of course. And you invited the group to just sit and breathe. And you kind of guided us through a bit of a meditation. And it may have lasted like eight minutes or so. It went on for quite some time. But I was really able to sink into my body and calm myself down. And at the end of that beautiful experience that you guided us through, I no longer was craving the cigarette. And I went that whole rest of the day without smoking, actually. Since then, I have had a cigarette, and that's okay. But in that moment, that space of opportunity you really helped me to come home to myself. And there's another thing that's worth mentioning in telling this story, and that's the power of being open with your community. Because if I just tried to handle this all on my own, I would have went right to the store and got some cigarettes. And who's to say if that's right or wrong? You know, that's it's not about labeling that. But in being vulnerable with my friends in that moment they were able to help bring me home in a much healthier sustainable way so I'm extremely grateful for you always but I wanted to bring that up and and bring up this idea of the space of opportunity and just being an observer of the feelings and emotions that come up when you want to run and go open up Pornhub or order your third ice cream of the day. This can be viewed, we can flip the script on our anxiety from being a, damn, it's here again, how do I deal with this? To a, wow, this is a beautiful opportunity for me to observe what's really going on within my system you have the light coming into your room and it's like <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah incredibly um, trippy um, and I'm, amazing I'm gonna, but maybe too much <laughs> uh,
1: yeah i was just about to say um i'm gonna go and take the shades yep, down yep. a little bit <laughs> just <laughs>
0: we really went to another dimension there um <laughs> I I want to yeah. make our way into the letting go versus accepting conversation. But before that, I wanted to share a little bit of insight from my LSD research day. And I basically made a list of coping mechanisms that I lean on when the anxiety shows up. And again, let's let's go with the fire for this example. So this fire that is me, this life force within me, shows up. And when I turn away from it, uh, it's podcasts, it's porn, it's smoking, it's eating, it's biting my nails. But it's also going to the gym. It's also calling a friend. Um, I sort of, years ago, became aware that pretty much most of what I was doing was an escape from this fire, and rather than really learning to be with the fire, I learned about mindful escapes. So instead of smoking two joints, I'm going to go to the gym, or I'm going to do yoga, And I'm showing up to read this book, or go to the gym, these healthy things, from a place of escaping. So it's not so much to say if it's right or wrong, but I just wanna open this perspective to people who may be listening to us right now. And where it really showed up to me was in relationships. And I thought, wow, Let's just take scenario A and scenario B. And this is just to open some perspective for people out there. If scenario A is this fire shows up, I'm not in a place to be with it, so I escape. And my coping mechanism in that moment is to go hang out with my friends. On one hand, it's beautiful that we have community to help ease these moments. But on this day, on the acid research, I was realizing, wow, how am I showing up to my friendships and my relationship with my girlfriend or any human engagement? Am I running away from my fire? Am I running away from myself and looking to hang out with you so I can escape that feeling? Or scenario B, is I'm fully embodying that fire. I'm present. I'm on fucking fire. I'm smiling on the streets. I got the flow glow. I've had it many times before. And when I show up to my relationships with that energy, it's a completely different experience. So whether it's relationships, the gym, your men's group, the salsa dancing class that you go to, reading books whatever it is I believe there's an opportunity to look inside and say am I showing up to these things as a form of escaping something that I'm not settled with inside of me or am I showing up fully embodied and present accepting all that I am so in realizing that um, I just like to observe I'm not putting so much pressure on myself To always show up as from the fire, rather than running from the fire. But it was an interesting framework for me to understand how I'm going through my life. And yeah, like you'll you'll hear from some people, uh, like they'll be like the fittest they've ever been in their life, or you'll see like an old photo of them like jacked, and they're like, yeah, I was fucking miserable at that time. And I was just obsessed with going to the gym because it it gave me something to feel good about. And I'm not here saying this is right or wrong or good or bad. It's just a way to see what's your inspiration or what's driving you to do what you do. Is it coming from within or are you running away from yourself?
1: Ooh. <laughs> Thank you for sharing this first. Like, um, I have one little thing, which I just I was just laughing because my best friend Isabel, I love her, I love her from the <laughs> depth of my heart. Um, the other day, she came to visit me, and she was, she she looked really, like, beautiful. She 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 dressed herself up, and I'm like oh, you're looking really well today. And she's like, yeah, because I'm feeling shitty.
0: (laughs) 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 And,
1: yeah, so. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, the the mindful escape. It's beautiful. Um, But, not but. The other day, I thought... I always think, <laughs> just like you. You know how we are mindful. Everything is about being mindful. And then I realized people like you and me and all those other overthinkers, maybe they need a little bit less of being mindful and have a little bit more of being heartful or, yeah, you know, because. <clears throat> i'm just talking for myself but i am quite i give my mind a lot of credit my ego is not a small one let's say that (laughs) and by by doing this by spending all day to 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 overanalyze myself Um, I'm giving myself credit for analyzing myself and being so aware of all my behavioral patterns (laughs) Um, but by doing this I'm just again going more into the mind and less into the feeling so what i started doing every once in a while is actually going like whenever i i overthink and my mind is going i'm like all right i notice i'm overthinking and by doing that i'm noticing again and my mind is going and i'm like how do i get into my heart i'm like how does it make me feel and this is something that your that your mind cannot answer your mind can never tell you. Like it can it can put a label on your feeling, but you have to go out of your heart of out of your mind for a moment to get into your feeling so your mind can even get a glimpse. And if you don't do that, that's then you're just lying to yourself like straight away and you will notice. Um yeah, so um, for for even those escaping mechanisms, um, I believe they can be quite helpful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like we, even if you if you escape, the thing is like from what are you escaping from yourself? But you know, smoke the joint and ask yourself, how do I feel? And you're back exactly where. You, where you're at and where you were before jerk off ask yourself how do i feel if you answer that with miserable just don't 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 make yourself belittle yourself don't tell yourself like oh i'm feeling miserable while i'm jerking myself off and this is the worst i can do no this is labeling don't 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 put a label on it just feel that you're miserable and it's okay, mm-hmm. come back to, to it and you can always remember that everything in this life comes and goes nothing is gonna stay forever at least not in our incarnation so you know acknowledge that you're feeling miserable just like you do it when you wake up in the morning and you you wake up with the thought of, with that it's a bad, that you're feeling not well today. You know, you're not running through the day usually saying like, oh, my whole life is gonna be shit from now on. Ma. No, you know that you're having a, a bad day and you know that tomorrow the sun might be shining again. And usually, you—if it's not the tenth day in a row—usually, if it's just one day, you—you have this this knowledge, and you're you're trusting, you're trusting that this too shall pass.
0: Mm.
1: And why not do this in those moments where we we? fall into our own traps however we want to define them if we want to call them traps or or actually chances to grow yeah spaces like you you the thing is if you don't if if your addiction wasn't there what would be your space of opportunity you have you and me we are so freaking blessed by by this because the space of opportunity it comes
0: couple times a day yeah, <laughs> countless <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and every single time you have the chance to either just keep repeating your loop which isn't it, it isn't a big deal because at one point like at one point you are going to break out of it because this is like we we have we are living in an infinite universe everything repeats itself infinite times and so are your thoughts and everything that that has happened will eventually happen again because it's infinite, right? But also every other possible outcome has also already happened and is happening right now. so right now yes you are addicted to porn smoking weed whatever and yet at the same time you are not because it's infinite and time space is a creation of the mind it's something we perceive that helps us to perceive reality and put it in a mind frame but this is just to conceptualize things and to again, simplify something that our mind can not possibly grasp. Mm. So congratulations
0: on not being addicted. (laughs) Thank you, brother. To both of us. (laughs) It's a lovely perspective. And something I've been pondering about lately. This may not make sense, but we'll go for it. Um, you had mentioned what is it we're escaping from and oftentimes it feels like i'm like double escaping it's like the initial the initial escape is the mind escaping from presence when you're present when you're in that flow there's nothing there's it's there's everything um It's all there and everything's welcome. And it seems that this sense of control or the fear of the unknown of that presence is the mind comes in and starts to label things and this is good or this is bad or whatever. And somewhere along the lines, the mind gets so escaping from the presence that I need an escape from that escape in an attempt to come home. But it's also simple, it's all here, waiting for us underneath it all. Um, also, you mentioned uh, the loop, so say you continue doing this habit for a week or seven years, whatever it is, and eventually you will break the loop is a term I came up with for myself a few years ago, and it was basically becoming. Aware, being conscious that I'm in the siempre uno más loop. I'm in the loop. One more, one more. Nothing is going to end this or satisfy this. So, how do I break the loop? And I started making a list of loop breakers. And one of them was like meditating or sitting with this particular song for seven minutes and just allowing myself to be and accept all of it. Another was sharing my truth with another human bo- uh, another human being in that moment. And while these are all beneficial, it brings us to our last topic for this episode, which is letting go versus accepting. So I realize now that my break the loop efforts of two years ago were more, they were more trying to get rid of everything than fully welcome it and embody it. Two Zoom calls ago, uh, we had a big group, Army of Love chat, and you had just came back from your ceremony. <laughs> what a what a oh, yeah. pleasure to get fresh off the ceremony, Max. Everybody basically attended a seminar in that Zoom from your wisdom. And there was a moment where I had to pull out a pen <laughs> and paper <laughs> because you said something so fucking profound. And we've touched on it here already, but you said that you realized that you are addicted to the idea of letting go versus accepting. And I wrote here that you had alluded to your morning routines and sort of your experience with breath work, which is something that you've gotten much deeper into in the past year or so. (sighs) Ah. Let's just take a little breath on this one. So, oftentimes, there's a shadow side of us. Again, it's just so funny talking about this shit, because words don't really work, but we do our best. We do our (laughs) best. the shadow, masculine, feminine, shibbity shabba, bunch of nonsense, but, um... (laughs) It's like there's this dark side of us that we're not at peace with. And there's this attempt to let go of it. But back to words, because words are important. The words you choose don't always align with the action and the energy. So, for example, like you said, in order to let go of something, you, you need to embrace it to let go of it. And we can kid ourselves into, ooh, letting go, letting go, breath work, letting go, when really you're pushing away. And that yeah. would be the more appropriate term ...for what we're attempting to do... ...yet we can trick ourselves... ...with a different set of words... ...that's more acceptable in the spiritual community... ...that, oh yeah, I'm doing my routines to let go... ...and I'm not trying to talk shit about letting go... ...it's just being real with yourself on... ...what it means to let go... ...and you sharing your experience has really helped me to realize on a deeper level that, yeah, some things I've let go of for sure. But the bigger loops in my life that have been perpetually showing up in ways that I don't feel aligned with, uh, my attempts to let go of them now with a deeper clarity are absolutely attempts to cut them off, push them away, get them out of here because I don't want them at this party. (laughs) Why don't you share with us? uh, I mean, you can go about it how you want, but it may make sense to just discuss your moment of clarity in that you got these routines going on. Maybe you're even identifying and, Proud, priding yourself on it and then you have a dance in the ceremony with a deeper truth what how did that come to you? well